Hi everyone, welcome to our review for the surprise album, meaning nobody expected it,、uh, for Atmosphere Whenever. Yep, the album's called Whenever. So instead of talking about it whenever, we're going to talk about Atmosphere now. Go through the project track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. This is the Headspace Podcast, a show where we break down the new hip hop albums track by track. And yeah, we're going to get to it real quick. Care a lot about your comments, a lot about your feedback. We understand that you、uh, probably are more familiar with Atmosphere and more connected to it because you clicked on a long ass review for Atmosphere. Whereas we are learning on the fly, trying to keep up and stuff. And in most cases, the comments are an awesome source of awesomeness. But sometimes, sometimes we talk about Fat Joe and we talk about Dre from Cool and Dre and how they made an album together last week. And,、uh, well, I personally felt Fat Joe, while I'll give him full credit, has a super gangster presence, right? Like he owns the track with、yeah. every word he spits. I felt that in a lot of cases, every word he spit was not that substantial. And I had some qualms, we'll say, just listening to him and ideological differences. Maybe it's my millennial ass against his next generation over. I don't really know. But there were quite a few OK Boomer moments for me during that project review.、Um, beats were great, whatever. Dre, he actually made some efforts to like, educate the youth and act like a grown ass man. I felt Fat Joe just wanted to tell me his life was better than mine. And in general, I don't support that kind of stuff anymore because the world has evolved and it just shows a lack of awareness, in my opinion, for the common narrative of life that we all have a shared experience. And, Frankly, who the fuck cares about rich people being rich anymore? I guess that's just my point of view. Y'all Atmosphere fans probably relate to that more than the Fat Joe fans did. So, on that review, Remy Mafia Promotion shows up. Keep in mind, this is a person with zero subscribers. So, it's either Remy Ma or a rando. But I thought, imagine this is a Remy Ma undercover just completely trashing down my review. That would have been awesome. I digress. She goes. It was a whole bunch of fucking comments. Whole bunch of shit. We got the you're white, what the fuck do you understand comment. All sorts of you fucked up. It was mostly targeted at me though. He was off the hook. It was, I was the hater. Let me be clear. I believe to be a hater, you have to be kind of jealous. I'm not jealous of Fat Joe. I'm just not. I, I, like, I like the sense of how I live more than I like this, like the values he puts off. It's not really hatering. Just. I was disliking it. I was maybe combative. Combative, I would take as a word. Anyway, who has a better album today? Fuck out of here. Are you fucking daft? Atmosphere has a better album. They just dropped it today or whatever. We're talking about it. This is a better album.、Uh, Griselda Records dropped What Would Sheen Do? West Side Gun, whatever. His project was better. Hey, where's Hair May 7?、Um, Conway the Machines, his album was better. Benny the Butcher dropped Time to Talk 3. Plugs that man, fucking dope albums. I mean, can we talk about how this year alone,、uh, was it Beast Coast did a crazy,、yep. awesome collaborative yep, album? I'm just talking about great albums that came out that were more. I mean, Igor? I mean, I wouldn't put that against Fat Joe. Cause that was kind of, no, I got, that's I more like, like Igor. Igor is a good album, but like, it's kind of, no, I wouldn't put it against that, like saying it's fly. You know, like it's not the same kind of fly. But are, 
okay, maybe not fly, but in terms of just like a better album. I don't think Igor is a better album per hmm. se because it's comparing different things. They're doing okay. different things. I wouldn't put that comparison there because that wouldn't win an argument against Remy Mafia Promotion who says our review is trash and that we lost whatever credibility we thought we had. Ain't nobody agreeing with you. Okay. I mean, thank you for your comment, Remy Mafia Promotions. Um, in general... I'm not really worried if y'all agree with me or not. In fact, I hope that I can say things that you do disagree with, and then you can say things that maybe I disagree with, and we can educate each other and learn, because that's how good discourse goes. All I'm trying to say is what I love about that comment is it dropped right before YouTube changed its harassment policies, and people like that who leave those kinds of like attacking, spammy comments, and this isn't like my opinion here. Right, this right, is right. YouTube changed its policies last week. Right. Those kinds of comments are probably gonna get fucked up and like taken off the channel, and that makes me so sad because one of the easiest and most fun thing to do is to respond to these people in a way where you absolutely know they are gonna come back, click, have the ad play again, and then comment. And I'm sad that these people are gonna get filtered off the channel. Cause while I love the people with super supportive comments, they don't wanna argue with me and prove me wrong. They're like really just cool and respectful. So it's like one couple comments, but the people who hate me, fuck, they comment a lot. And I like it. I digress. That's some the game up. That's some uh, beginning intro shit, which by now hopefully you know to skip. If you're new here and you check the description, you can see the itinerary. I digress. I, I know sometimes I post that stuff. I hope you guys don't think that like I'm offended by a comment from a person telling me my opinion's invalid. But after this a couple of years, I've gotten my fair share of comments saying my opinion's completely invalid. Nope. Um, but it was just funny to me like it was just funny i i had a good laugh i enjoyed it so thank you remy mafia promotions for making my life a little better because uh i feel a lot more like slug lately <laughs> as we migrate back into this so before we jump in special thanks to the patreons people who i'm hoping care about my opinion just some empirical evidence and shit uh is wow. Adamsey, chris prada jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams coney sparks and scribble i kind of like saying scribble that's a fucking fun name to say um what album are we talking about today christopher so for this week's headspace review we went with the new atmosphere album whenever fair enough can we just comment that Eminem beat Nick Cannon by tweeting? Like, his tweets outperformed diss songs. And I know it's silly to care about that, but fuck, it's tabloid awesomeness. And I just thought it was one of the, again, a funny moment that happened this week in, in hip-hop life. Um, but on serious notes, let's talk about some quality shit. Um, it's the part of the show where we like to contextualize the familiarity with the artist because we learned along the way that if we act like we know it all, y'all gonna be upset. And... Um, which is better to tell y'all this is the level of fan I'm at with this particular artist so you know how objective slash subjective slash everything I'm going to be coming into it etc so in my case um I hadn't really listened to a lot of atmosphere before starting this channel but trying to find a balance is a fucking banger and I knew slug battle rap and stuff because I'd seen some footage and like I kind of knew how talented he was um then we did the whatever Vito Loca album that came out. I don't know if you even you did, did that one. Did. I did that one. And yo, Ant blew my mind. And then it was like three weeks in a row of like production from Ant in my life. Cause uh, I think we just done a uh, Brother Ali's album and then Dematlis came out and it was all Ant. And I was like, 
holy shit i think ant is one of my new favorite producers I'm like so just knowing his name is on something is enough to make me let me get a little a little music stiffy ready to go and like bump that shit and then slug you know what i like about this dude at least in his current iteration i mean you go to his twitter page it says hashtag dad rap you're like i like you already like i'm 32 years old if i'm gonna be listening to an older cat i kind of want to have some idea what like life's to come because you know like when you're 15 you'd listen to the people in the mid-20s because they're kind of like painting this picture a little bit of like life to come i think my only point that i want to connect to with like that's why for me i think that's why uh the fat joe review may have been a little bit that way just because he's like older but kind of acting like the same way instead of like giving us a glimpse of what we you know could... what you know what my problem with the fat joe review was that guy outside of music is such an awesome individual right he's such a cool guy right. for all the amazing things he does right and i just wish that was reflected in his music more as opposed to flossing at me like that's all that matters because that's a hot song from like 97 um I don't mean that to be like haterism. It's just I am hoping to see certain things happen as the musical landscape changes. And one of them is older people rapping about older people things. As in, if you're in your 40s, there's a like if you're in your 40s and your life is a constant party, to me, that's like not relatable. That's probably not what my life's going to be like. Even if I pop off and i'm successful on tour and stuff mm -hmm. i'm gonna be the cat hitting the hotel room early so i can get up the next day and not be a cranky old man because you know i'm in my 30s now right i don't see people like living the way music makes life look and it creates like this illusionary thing so what i discovered on the last atmosphere album is how fucking everything i like man it's just like regular shit like the song trim when he's just like I just want to fuck my wife and she she doesn't necessarily want to fuck when i want to fuck and it's complicated so he made a whole song almost begging her to smash in the convenient moments when the kids aren't there and i'm like yeah that could be my future it's nice to know that like you know it's, it's interesting mm -hmm. in a way where i feel like it's memorable or like the acknowledgement of another i forgot which track it was but another one it's like he acknowledged his like aging and how he's a little bit but more tired and rusty i think it's more it's more like it it doesn't it kind of gives you answers like for some yeah. like me it kind of gives you answers like when i hear about you know family situations or like how to deal with kids or how to or how my favorite rappers are doing xyz it's like i'm not saying that i can relate directly but if that were to happen in my life it's like i have somebody it, to look up to or whatnot but it's like it's like everyone's willing to give common sense for like teenagers and young 20s people but like it's not exactly like those of us now in our 30s have great parental role models all of a sudden nah we still need you older cats that are successful and killing it to go show us shit you know like that's what i'm trying to say um either way i thought like i don't know i was pretty excited coming into this um i have there's just some great lines on myself on all things considered um in that same vein but it just it's nice to see at least atmospheres keeping it down in that regard so i got real excited just to because i felt like regardless to the sounds or anything on this project you're gonna get something that maybe you can't connect to it if you're 21 
but I think more older cats could capitalize on us millennial market because here's the thing. Millennials have money now. We're not exactly as broke as we were. I mean, we're not balling, but you could probably get like merch sales and shit out of us if people started making music targeting people in the early 30s who have cash flow instead of focusing on broke ass 20 year olds. Marketing advice from a guy that's not successful on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I'm just telling you what I would buy. So look at it like true feedback from a potential client of yours, person on the internet. As an example, I'm probably going to buy K. Reno's physical album that he dropped today. His new album's out. Why? Because that dude writes albums that, again, I can learn from. In the same way that I think I might even consider copping a physical the atmosphere project we're talking to today. Spoiler alert, because I want my dollars to go towards things that i think are valuable to society and i think weirdly enough atmospheres do they still count though why yeah like 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 they count for like, like sixteen thousand spins man it takes like sixteen thousand spins to be like or whatever it is sixty four thousand whatever fucking number it is to well, be like asking. one physical so it takes that much spinning to count as one purchase oh in terms of streaming era yeah to, oh shit so, okay so like thanks actually for question. buying the album is one as opposed to you spinning the album a hundred times probably doesn't count as one okay anyway so i was pretty excited to get into this whatever i mean the cover is whatever i don't know i actually didn't even like chris talk yet i've just been babbling away chris how do you feel about atmosphere going into this uh this is my first atmosphere project uh i would say ever I've heard about him from Holden just in terms of Rhyme Slayers at Rhyme Sayers. It's Rhyme Sayers. And um, they're we, good. Behind that suit supports Rhyme Sayers. I'd go on wax saying that. Definitely. <laughs> if that counts um, or not. <laughs> so I was, I kind of expected to get some like, some a lot of creativity, a lot of like lyricism and, and, and some just deepness. But I don't actually know what like their type of style is. It's not something I've ever heard before, what they kind of talk about. I don't know how else to call it, but dad rap makes total sense to me. Right, but I don't want to, I don't want to sit, I don't want to like. They called it dad rap. Hmm? It's not insulting if it's on their it's, Twitter. It's not, it's not, it's it's not that. It's just, I, I've, I've never heard it before. I don't want to falsely say that or whatnot. But after hearing the project, I guess I could say that. Doesn't it just sound like some shit your dad would say? On and we'll get into it, but fair, fair enough. I anyway, do agree. I, um, I like think the cover is ridiculous. It looks like a top-down view of probably a Minneapolis airport or something or another, and yeah. it just is so basic. <laughs> I like, but I, I like the concept of kind of being like whenever and having the whole airport plane theme, just kind of like being able to leave, trying to escape. Um, also, I feel like the title itself is kind of dark as well. Just. It happens whenever, like you never really know when something's gonna happen. You never really know when life's about to change. You never really know when maybe you might pass or something like that. So there's a, I feel like there's a lot of symbolism to that word itself. Uh, but I do agree that the the album cover is kind of like, it's I will nice, rem- but it's like I'm gonna remember it. Yes, and I think it works then, and it looks pretty like identifiable at like the tiny tiny thumbnail size, so it works. I like the colors, game. And it, it probably took minimal effort for like a designer to make. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they had to edit it because it looks like there's like a crash going on in the bottom right corner, right? So it looks like on the top right it's fucking dope, but in the bottom right something fucking smashed on the ground. So ah, maybe they did some work on it. Either way, I like the title. Whenever it just kind of makes it sound like you know, like you're in your middle aged time. You know, you're not in a rush anymore. Mm-hmm. Just gonna do things whenever. 
have a go through. Fair enough. But on the real, before we get into it, I think the album's a story. I think it's just a proper sequence, evolves like actual story, and maybe I'm wrong about who the story is about, but I think it's time that we talk about this lake in uh, Minneapolis. I think it's Minneapolis, whatever freaking state it is. Bidi Makabska. So Genius says this is the largest lake in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I, I got confused because I'm not good at U.S. geography, being a Montreal boy. Um, Chris, what do you think it is, Tune? I like I like the starting off of it. Um, they gave us a couple like thirty seconds to kind of really just feel the music and get into the album, which was really nice. Uh, I'm kind of biased to piano keys. I really, really have uh, also decided I want to learn how to play piano and a bunch of stuff just to give you a little context on how much I love the piano sound and just the way that people kind of use them to the different melodies and stuff. So it was really, really great for me. Um, so we kind of come in and i also just want to state like a lot of what he might talk about is going to go over my head i may not catch a lot of like what the, the entire message of the song is but there are a lot of parts that i do you know myself kind of connect with and i kind of I, I like so what i kind of get from starting off here is we get the intro and he starts with um I think it's Slug, right? Who does all the verses, and then like, because Atmosphere is the duel between Ant and Slug, right? Slug's the rapper, and then Ant, Ant is the producer. Yeah. Um. So Slug starts off with the intro, kind of like very soft toned, uh, very, for me has this disconnect feel, but at the same time it's kind of also lively a little bit. It's weird. Um. I'm at the bottom of. Uh, already knew I was I'm at the bottom of already knew I was and you kind of get this feeling like he's feeling down he's feeling dark he's kind of in a mood there's stuff going on he's kind of foreshadowing foreshadowing some like negative negative energy there um, and we just go right into the verse which was really nice because uh, he flows so well and it's it, it's like a mixture of rap but also like spoken word like not everything not every rhyme always connects he just kind of ends it if he feels like it's time to end it and just give you that point mm -hmm. i'd say everything connects in a proper like the rhymes work it's just he fucks it up in a cool way cool um i like how he starts it off so uh i'm looking at the lake while i'm trying to break into your traffic it's i'm yeah. looking at the lake while i'm waiting to break so looking at the lake waiting to break that rhymes into your traffic yeah it's overly dramatic again rhyming but it only takes one bad trip keeping the rhyme to leave you holier than magic keeping the rhyme i'm all alone he flips it here i feel it all in my bones I'm keeping the, i'm just trying to say that no of course the rhyme is proper like it's flowing amazingly absolutely i wasn't trying to like diss the rhyming or anything like that or anything on his flow um but i like those lines because already i'm kind of getting like um I like how he's I'm looking at the lake while I'm waiting to while I'm waiting to break into your traffic like as if he wants to kind of jump into like the waves into into whatever is happening um I like how he's addressing that it's already over dramatic that he's he's kind of thinking these thoughts and thinking these ways which is the self analytic the self analyzing that happens right there for me was like that's cool like you 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 understand what's kind of happening around you and I feel like a lot of people might get lost but he seems to be very self-aware so that was cool uh but it only takes one bad trip to leave you holier than magic which for me it kind of feels like maybe we're getting this story of a, a, like like a bad trip like a bad adventure but i kind of take it as like you know it could be a, a double entendre for if you're like when you take drugs or something like that and you 
are kind of spiraling out of control. You have a bad trip, you kind of flip 180 and maybe try to change your life around or whatnot, which is what I kind of got from those lines. Um, now we start to get into him feeling alone, um, feels whatever. I, I don't really know what he's feeling besides just, I guess, loneliness. It's all in his bones. Uh, it's probably why he's not going home, which for me, I guess now is starting to break open the story that there's some issues at home. And the, just the descriptive nature of this is really, really cool in terms of telling us uh, the story. Um, and he kind of flows on um, just... Um, I'm sitting in the passenger seat of my own car. I don't know where my keys are. Sipping on a warm Lone Star in the sky. Don't sponsor my, my and the sky don't sponsor my house. That's why I play no. I pay no mind to what comes out their mouth. Like, it's just I'm I'm kind. I can vision what he's saying. But, but I don't, that's actually a key to the bigger story. That line, right? right? You're gonna have to kind of break down the because story because like, I thought. So you got a picture of him. He's in his car. He's kind of reminiscing. You know, when you get that bad trip, the uh, holier, literally be holier than ma uh, magic. It kind of implies maybe you're right. There's some kind of intoxication tainting some shit mm -hmm. that makes you look at it all in a different way. Um, so he's kind of looking at it like I'm not going home. I'm sitting in my car. I don't know. Where my so he's like, you know, it, it sounds to me like he's reached this pivotal moment in a relationship where something's flipped up and changed, right? Mm -hmm. But uh when he kind of looks like i stopped pretending like i knew what to do and let the universe push the needle into the groove it's kind of like this whole vibe here is now he switched like he's decided that he is parting ways with what made sense right. within the context of this relationship um but he seems to be like a relatively married guy going and it didn't look like he was getting divorced and then as the album went on it made me consider what if he's just talking about hip-hop as a whole and this whole album is kind of him reflecting and like his relationship with hip-hop culture how it looks today how he fits into it and all of that so if you look at that from the metaphor of even going home being like how do i drop an album and go do this circuit again mm -hmm. how where's my place in this modern world i'm an old guy who doesn't necessarily social media i'm not you know like and i like that tone of it because it I mean, I don't want a TikTok. <laughs> now that's popping up. Like I look at TikTok right. and I'm like, fuck, eh? And I'm I'm hitting that age where this kind of stuff is starting to happen to me, whether I like it or not, simply because I'm getting older. So, um, and then I, I kind of like how he, he like flows through. Um, it's no substitute for the love of the truth. So who the fuck am I to be a judge for you? And I think that's an interesting point too, because does his opinion even count anymore? Is he even part of the conversation and that level of self-awareness where maybe he doesn't agree with it, but it's also not really his place to say it's wrong. So he kind of falls back, lets it play out, watches it. Um, and then you get that line. And maybe later we can talk about the weather pick a day and we can try to get together so this sounds to me like what happens when you you get older you have friends that you want to see mm -hmm. but the truth about friendships as you get older in this current world especially if you're on the grind is that that person is not making money with you in some way or another that person is probably not going to be in your life very often so it's the people who can have collective projects and communal interests that are actively involved in things and everyone acts like you know the friendships and connections we make are so forever until you realize that they're so forever 
unless that person moves or that one gets a girlfriend or that and the next thing you know anyway so the way he's painting it is his relationship with this thing that is kind of like that like they've grown apart like they can't find a way to like connect you know and i like how he's doing it though like i like because i kind of take it as maybe he doesn't know what to write maybe he doesn't know what song to write next and every time he tries to let's call it that date right like sit down and try to write something listen to some music or whatnot he just kind of feels that tension he feels there's like this conflict maybe with himself or maybe with like hip-hop so it, it's cool and then i do think he likes he does take a little kind of criticism at it all how the temperature reacts to your temper and lick a shot for the messenger it's not a mess if you control the stress never let it give it to best of you shit it's easier said than done and i think that's kind of commenting on you know how he believes it's supposed to be life but acknowledging things are complicated um if we can't get free might as well get dumb and that's an interesting way to describe like i guess the state and tone of maturity it's like a lot of people feel that there's no way to achieve real freedom so what's the fucking point may as well get 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 litty you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. let's keep it rolling document the whole thing now we're thinking you know the way social media kind of puts everything live and whatnot well, i kind of took it more as also like um and a lot of the music that gets like played and bumped is a lot of just like the escapism music not really giving a fuck about a lot of shit you know like just kind of club music and stuff like that which is where i feel like there's some criticism on that too like but we it, need more you know it's like everything wisdom or knowledge in music i don't think that's what it is it's how to make it because there's a fuck ton of wisdom and knowledge in music the problem is that the consumers and the marketing machines and the things that attract people isn't that so the landscape of what people want isn't that well that's what i'm saying like because that's what that's what like people want xyz type of music and i feel like he's commenting on that on like because y'all want this i guess we should just be dumb instead of like waking up being woke or whatever. i think he's kind of looking at it like describing what it takes to make it or fame or the relationship of current day hip-hop culture and i don't know that it's simply limited to club music or whatever it's a commentary on like because the consumer can't find conscious awareness they're choosing the stupidest shit and the lowest common denominator to escape okay. so like in a sense the culture of what we all accept and what we want and the authoritative figures and whose voice counts and stuff, everything's shifting in a way where i think he's kind of aging out of it and, and acknowledging like i don't agree with where you're going with it it's stupid to me but i don't know a shape shift to make it fit in any opening the halo is going to stay debatable until i grow some wings you're not supposed to need a boulevard of broken dreams hey that's a good song uh, to build the well to fill up your bag with some groceries i want that middle in the, of the lake serenity that's why i stay alive inside your energy and it kind of looks like he doesn't think that you're supposed to end up with this you know the way that you're supposed to rise up today to me he doesn't agree with it you know as how i'm taking that he doesn't think that you're supposed to do all of the things that people are, are doing in a sense smashing their lives you know putting every bit of heartbreak and everything out on display like that it's one thing to make poetic rhymes of coping it's another thing to have twitter drama fuel your success more than the actual art that you create like let's be real six nine didn't pop because of his music it was everything else and then his music happened to be good enough. enough. Um, 
And I like how he ties it back to that lake serenity because um, when you're in the lake and it's calm and peaceful, the name of it is like a local lake. And it almost kind of pictures him. You can almost be like him as a youth starting it out near the lake, spitting, finding it there. And then now coming back to their old Iran, trying to like reconnect with that earlier vibe that once came in. And it's almost like this is documenting his relationship trying to reintegrate it into hip-hop or his current feelings on it all but i like how abstract it is i like how old man and honest it is like this is probably how it feels it's for a lot of people and instead of trying to come in and floss about wealth and success to just kind of look at the the fact that you're kind of outgrowing what this current trend is it's right. so interesting and the ant is is ridiculous like it's so good and the way the beat just flows and just kind of creates this vibe the, the, the only thing i would say is i can't see myself listening to this album regularly because it's bpm count is so fucking slow where it's amazing and it's so good music but like i rarely listen to music this slow in any context which kind of sucks because of how good this is mm -hmm. and i just that would be it so it's a 4.5 on 5 for me i gave it a 4.2 anyway uh next up is push play i feel like this one is kind of simultaneously talking about his wife or a woman that he cares about like i couldn't tell if it was like meant to be about a real person but i think so. it's meant to double up and be both about real persons and again hip-hop i kind of took the same way when i got to this track it, uh, i felt like there was a two uh parter to this with hip-hop and uh with a woman because i like how he's addressing um this like context of being in the car with her and having like the mixtapes everywhere and kind of i get this vision of like you know traveling trying to sell your mixtape trying to get people to hear it trying to like you know go door to door or whatnot while he's got this girl there that he may have like you know he's infatuated with and he's got something with there and kind of just breaking down that struggle which it plays really nicely with if we are if this is like a story about his relationship with hip-hop really plays off nicely the beginning you know like where he really started at the bottom following up from like he started like uh i was at the bottom and all that from the last track it's like you can really picture that which i really did enjoy um so special i like when he said so special it was so stressful and no rest for the devil on a week on a weekday and i'll remember the first time i met you i wasn't really i wasn't really punk rock just a cheap skate um go to sleep to waves on the freeway wake up wasted ain't nobody trying to see straight like he, he feels broken feels like he was he was maybe homeless i don't know i look at that and it's like uh in arrest for the devil on a weekday i i wonder if that's uh related to the idea of devil being white dude and like the five percenter kind of logic right so NRS for like a honky on a weekday, you know, kind of putting okay. in this grind. And I like your idea of, you know, trying to push uh, um, mixtapes out the car and whatnot. And then I wasn't really punk rock, just a cheapskate. And it kind of looks like perhaps there was some questions to his credibility when he first comes in the game because mm -hmm. he's a white dude or whatnot. And mm -hmm. he kind of doesn't really fit in and nobody thinks it's authentic. I'm, I'm just speculating here. I might be wrong, but I think this is, again, looking back on everything um looking up at me like i drove in a pumpkin but climbed inside and you're trying to find something if we're lucky enough to get drunk and fall in love maybe decades later we could be arguing for nothing so it's almost like 
finds this person um everyone's getting fucking wasted and in the process he finds it you know whether it's the the lane of rhyme sayers in the music or mm. his wife or whatever it is which is cool because it's like because it's like the same idea in terms of like hip-hop like eventually you make that let's say that song that pops and starts and kickstarts you into that fame right and then you start to I guess reap the benefits of whatever comes with it and you get kind of drunk with that and all that stuff as well as maybe with a new relationship you start you go out through a drink you get a little tipsy whatever and then me, you go back it's just like the way art like puts it like just to find that faith so that in the end of it all decades later you're just arguing over aimless shit like couples end up doing and stuff i thought it was just so regular mm-hmm. um the parts fit like a puzzle and all of a sudden she let me put a couple slugs in the oven and i really like that when he double entendres his name because it's um both like the gun bars slugs in the oven but it's also him putting sperm inside of her and, and procreating because he's now a dad but it's also hip-hop letting him drop his projects and fucking spreading his uh slug seed around the universe like that so it's pretty fucking dope um anyway yeah kind of moves his albums the second verse uh, what i like is how like at the end of it it kind of like stops and you can kind of like hear the tape coming out as a little pause and then it's like you know just push play don't even ask running around in minneapolis it's the whole map from the bottom of the rock to the top of the chest they tried to blow but couldn't copy my jazz well that's where i take the whole like pushing out the cds that's absolutely like, like his but i like his i like his determination like yo just press play like don't even ask questions you know don't don't ask me yeah. where i'm from whatever like just do it his belief in himself and then yeah basically he kind of uh points out that other people couldn't necessarily jack his style because what he does is pretty authentic and his whole like movement has been pretty powerful i think they're one of the coolest forms of hip-hop i've encountered uh based on my preferences all y'all don't have to agree um but uh, I'm trying to slow it down, soften it, crash. But when I'm gone, I hope the last sound I heard was your laugh. The vanity played, say love life. But the look on your face, say uptight. I'm uptight because I ain't supposed to crawl. And then I held my breath and dove into the fall. And I, I like the poetic element, the vagueness of it all. Like, it feels like this jaded, like things aren't exactly what they're supposed to be. Like he, Like, it wasn't simple. But like people seem to always be trying to like chill you know but it's hard to chill it's hard to love life when everyone's so fucking uptight and anxious and it actually drives me bonkers like everyone trying so fucking hard to be happy when like the truth is we're all pretty kind of stressed out and doing some shit i like to think of i like to think of it also maybe kind of like because you live that life of grinding and you know and you kind of live by the clock right like times to times ticking everything matters you got to make sure you're always doing something and move forward and then there's those people who are just like yo you need a break you need to take a time to relax those people are just looking for distractions because it's the exact same thing but But everybody's feeling it but that's what i'm saying like that that's what i'm trying i'm saying there's no difference everyone's feeling the same shit and those people are just pretending they think that the distractions make a difference but they really just don't you just push it away anyway um i don't know i kind of feel like he's sitting here and he goes put the sad clown flag down but not to surrender i accept the challenge got me looking at the mirror like i hear you crystal clear you're still here i'm gonna play my position to the end of existence i made this new playlist give it a listen so i think what's interesting here is how 
even though we've gone through this like emotional journey on just two tracks of trying to fit into this new landscape of hip-hop reminiscing on what it used to be like you know kind of looking at where it's at today kind of looking at how everyone's trying to be so happy and fucking upbeat in pop culture even though everyone's so fucking miserable which is how i see it and i kind of like how he's like yeah no but that's my job to come in here and do what i'm supposed to do it's almost like he reconnects with himself at the end of this track and it's like but i'm my mc i'm gonna do what i gotta do till i die regardless check out this new album which is what we're doing right now right. so i thought i was kind of meta self-aware it was i um I didn't, I didn't find the beat as engaging so i gave it a 4.35 but i do think it was conceptually on point i gave the song a four on five i thought it was cool um i don't think i agree that i don't think the beat was as engaging as well but i do like his like storytelling ability and how he can like really kind of take you places it was really really well done I also like how his voice cracks with that little squeak here and there and like he just is almost trying to not make it sound perfect in the way he does his delivery. He's trying to show you how broken he, well not necessarily broken, he's trying to show the emotion through the imperfection and I think that's awesome. But then man, everything we heard so far is nothing compared to what we find on Postal Lady. So I feel like this song is him kind of like, I don't know, I don't know exactly where this fits into the timeline. but. I'll break the song down to you in a sentence. He woke up in the morning, went through his routine, and got excited for the actually female hot postal lady dropping off mail. I think it's more than that. I know, but I also don't know that it's that much deeper. So, the well, Chris I mean, Chrome thought. I mean, it does probably have its album-based We narrative. have... Um, so, in the first track, right, he kind of feels like he doesn't know how he's going to come back into the lane. Right, he kind of is talking about his struggle with uh, hip hop and maybe not feeling relevant or whatnot. Then we get the second track, which is kind of like you know dealing with the starting up of rap and having to push yeah. mixtapes and all that. So still feeling uh, insecure and and a little bit of that. What he says in this song uh, about uh, feeling like his his signature is required, right? That kind of gives him that sense of hope that sense of like wow i matter that sense of value like you need my signature before you can give me this package like if i refuse it you know so i kind of take it like he's also expressing his nah, crave the, the signature is required is because then he has to talk to her and she has to ring on the doorbell and open up the door and he gets his opportunity to get some FaceTime with the hot little fucking lady because i look at this like a so, see, this sounds to me like a married guy with kids well, yes, as he like says hi to his wife and I he wipe pours the, the crust cereal. out the corner of my eye. <laughs> Fucking relatable, man. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's crusty. I walk towards the kitchen and pour myself a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that. Yeah, fuck the cats. That, yeah, they come. But fuck the cats. The coffee's first. Probably steps on a Lego to verify I'm still alive and y'all ain't killed me already. Just kind of funny, right? Like the stress of everybody's whatever steps on the Lego. It's like, mm, yep, some pain. I feel fuck the kids. <laughs> um, Daddy loves you. I say what's up to the baby. Like, what's up, baby? You're such a baby, huh? And I, you know what's funny about that? Because if I was a fucking dad, I would look at my baby and call them a baby. Cause that's a good dad joke it's fucking funny okay because right. that baby is literally a baby and you can go you're such a baby you baby and uh, i was right. like oh fuck oh, fucking do you see where i'm coming from yeah yeah this is my life this is my future i'm hearing oh, right my here God. then i find the other kids and give them all high fives because why the fuck not right this is the this is an amazing song like the world needs shit like this say good morning to my wife it's a glorious life right and then 
I'm like, okay, it's kind of relatable. You know, wake up, she's there. And then, meow. And I'm like, no shit. I, he did he say meow? He did say meow. The greatest lyric on this album. I put some food in a cat's bowl. That way the cat doesn't think I'm an asshole. And I'm like, that is exactly why I feed the cat. I only feed the cat because the cat doesn't think I'm an asshole when I feed the cat. Before I fed the cat, the cat thought I was an asshole and I wasn't allowed to go near any cat. Now they know I feed them and I give them treats. So I feed the cat and I put food as a plate, but on the cat bowl, just so that the cats don't think I'm an asshole. And I'm like, there has never been like a lyric. I think that might be, like, that might be one of the most universal shits considering the popularity of cats. I like, that's a, maybe I'm going too far with it, but I have been so excited because you know, when you hear a lyric that is just, it feels like a moment out of your life. Yep. Yep. That's that dad rap. Put some Cheerios in the bowl, blah, blah, blah. Then he flows on a bit and he's kind of looking around, waiting for this super punctual post lady to come in. Um, you know, waking up my phone so I can watch the clock. Like, there's a countdown, but there's not now. Unusual, you're punctual like a nail. So it's not that there's a countdown, but you know, she comes at 10 17 every morning. And he gets real excited. Like, this is the highlight of his fucking morning. Uh, and the package that's arriving, it's not mine. It's some shit that my wife ordered online. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Because, again, you're at work. You hear people complain. It's this. This is right. life. This is normal people shit. I don't mean to imply that hood shit's not normal people shit. Because I realize how that could sound. But this is some relatable ass shit to I mean, me. You're not, you know. Let's say that I think a lot of people can relate to the experience of my wife ordered a lot of crap online. And then if civilization stops, the amount of shit she orders is so fucking excessive that I'm going to pettily point out that the cardboard boxes will still stop, keep coming after civilization. Just taking shots at his wife like that. Hilarious, okay? Why? Because it, what... When you're in your 40s, I think this is a regular thing for most people, you know, a lot more than real expensive fashion brands and right. mansions and right. telling women that they need you or else. No, instead, she's telling you, I spent another $100 and a box is coming. Watch for it, please. That sounds more like what I understand relationships to be. Um, it's not a problem. It, this ain't the time to address. It's a problem. This ain't the time to address it, though. Smart man. Because what he's about to say, I'm not trying to look for a midlife mess, but yo, here she come now. No words, no smiling. Just hands me my mail and lost to the horizon. So this whole song is he's got a crush on the fact that this postal lady's fucking hot, actually attractive, not a sweaty dude. And basically every day he looks forward to her hot ass showing up handing him mail, hoping it's a signature so she'll say a word to him or whatever. And he's crushing out, but he's also like, I'm not going to do anything because, like, I don't want a fucking problem and whatnot. But he's being real and saying, gosh, I want to fucking smash the post lady. And I don't know how it relates to the core theme of anything on the other part of the album in terms of, like the part where it's hip-hop as a double entendre but perhaps it is perhaps it's like he's coveting those newer styles and the fresher sounds and he's kind of like i could go do that and then he chooses not to and that's what the new post lady represents i'm doubting it but i like i just thought it was honest because like 
I mean, I'm certain it happens to everybody. You find some hot person, you just look at them, and you're like, wouldn't it be nice? And then you let it go because you're like, up oh, responsibilities and crap. Can we also acknowledge my wife? <laughs> another fucking great lyric. Postal lady, a shout out to you. Go postal lady. She come rain, sleet or snow. What the hell is sleet? Yo, I don't even know. Sleet. And I had to Google this because I didn't know. Is the combination of snow and rain. There you go. That's sleet. A word that nobody fucking says. <laughs> then there's some Russian. And uh, fun fact. I Google translated it and added an annotation so I could reference it later. Simultaneously, I see, like, right after, Chris follows me on Genius. And I'm like, did you go to, like, annotate this? He's like, yup. So let me contextualize it. Chris goes to do Not, his first. Okay, no, it wasn't, like, a his, complete annotation. He's like, it's I a Google took, Translate. I was Google Translating it to understand for the review. And then as I go switch back to Genius, it just got like, like the words got grayed. So I click it and Holden's name pops up and I'm like, of course. Well, Chris just of wanted course. to be the one to put the Google Translate in. I beat him by like... Seconds. 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 Literal seconds. I thought that was amazing. And you should go on Genius and use... Well, apparently Pons is better than Google Translate, but you know what I'm trying to say. So it says to translate it by google in fact i don't know whether it is good or bad to experience emotions because often because of emotions we do wrong it affects our relationships and with other people in action sometimes it seems to me that i would not want to feel anything at all because we constantly pour negativity into the closest people and they suffer for us and that was an interesting point because it kind of reflects on the impact of emotions and the more extreme variety on other people around you and questioning if being numb and not feeling and holding it in is actually worth it or if having those emotions is worth it. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting way to tie it in because one of those emotions could be lust for the postal lady when right. you're a family man, especially if she ain't giving you the trim. I thought this was an amazing song. It was, so, it was just so... This to me is it, man. I know how like most people probably don't want to hear some shit like this. But I listen to some stuff like that, and I'm like, just the fucking jadedness in it, the routine in it, the fucking, oh, this bullshit, fuck off, cat. Okay, fine, I'll feed you. I don't right. want the cat to think I'm an asshole and all. And then the post lady's coming. The post lady's coming. It's just the most regular crap you're ever going to hear, mm. and that's amazing to me. Five on five. This is a perfect fucking song. I gave this song a 4.1. That's fine. Your opinion is 4.1 compared to my 5. Oh, okay. I know. I know. It's not nice to hate on each other. We should love each other. So again, this one kind of focuses in on love. And I wonder, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this whole album is like a retrospective of his both relationships, but with girls women his wife and again hip-hop because i think it's so interesting and if we knew each other maybe we would love each other or maybe we would want to run far away to find a place the other could never discover which i like that because that's for me that kind of sounds like your your typical saying that you like you, you when you're talking about these feelings like oh i want to run away with you i want to do this that, and the other but the idea that if we're talking about it in like hip-hop it's really cool to think like if we were this, we could be booming. Like, if we did match up, if people did like my shit, if people boom, 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 or whatever he's feeling, we could 
take over. But I also like the fact that it's like maybe we would love each other if we knew each other. So if I had that relationship with fame, I guess I would focus more on the fame, the popping side of it. Or maybe it would be awesome. Or maybe if we knew each other, we'd want to run away to find a place the other can never discover because it's that like it could be anything moment. It could be the greatest ever. It's like uh, it could also be tumultuous and, and like terrible for my soul and whatnot. And I think that in a sense, if you've so like postal lady could be like his crush, his desire, and then we've moved forward with it. So now we're following that fantasy into like maybe he's pursuing it, and it's like gonna describe throughout the rest of the album as like a fair he's kind of painting out, which is still something like with hip hop, you know. And I might be wrong, but it does kind of sound like some sneaky, sneaky shit going on. Mm-hmm. Does and if I was your lover would you let yourself suffer would you ever have to give another second thought to whether or not you could discover something better off but then you also go hmm it could be like he's back in the day meeting his wife in the beginning and describing that i wanted to touch upon it's kind of interesting when you were when you're talking about like the sneaky sneaky like sometimes i me myself and it's not like a lot lot, but sometimes i kind of sit back and i go like do I love hip-hop more than, like, anything else? Like, am I willing to maybe, you know, give up my relationship or, you know, give up X, Y, Z just to be part of hip-hop? And I feel like that's, you know, a little sneaky. Like, if you're thinking, if, if we're saying, he, you know, he's a married man, he got kids and all this stuff, like, maybe he feels himself, like, I'm kind of dealing with my side chick who just happens to be hip-hop. Like, my mm. other love is just hip-hop. Like, that's I'm not an, really trying oh, to... Oh, You know what I mean? Like So the affair... Is trying to make the balance between family man and artist man. Because like I figure, I figure like he you starts know, off in love with hip hop and then he gets married along the way. Holy shit! Right? Fair. Right. So that's kind of what. I feel that, it. That's kind of how. And and this is only happening because of the idea of the hip hop story throughout the review of my, my solo review of the album. It, it, I kind of thought of it a little bit that way, but it really does. For me, when I was reading it and going along, it really does play along on uh, real relationships and stuff like that, the way I took it. So if we are talking about that, I think that could be it. And it's really interesting to deliver it that way because it's like when you start off, right? And if I was your lover, would you let would you let yourself suffer? Should you ever have to give another second thought to whether or not it could discover something better off? And it's like just right there, right? So not only is he questioning i guess let's say when he started to meet his wife right do you think that you'll have these thoughts and all these things whatever blah 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 but now we kind of take it or i kind of look at it as like him having a conversation with a female who would we who we call hip-hop and it's like trying to i guess convince her to love him or or to try to start a relationship with this person but now dealing with that guilt of crap i love hip-hop but i also love my wife that's cool i feel like we're discovering the deeper meanings as we go along together and you guys watching this like eight weeks in the future are like these two are fucking morons this shit came out yesterday for us i like how he goes um but if it turns out i was the right one would you return to work this out like hi sean and i like how it's like hip-hop misses whoever's in jail and then when that person comes out of jail, well, we accept them. It's so, also like hip hop moved on from atmosphere, and then it's that's like what re- I'm trying rekindling, to say. and it's like it's almost like an old ex. And then you're like, I mean, if it turns out that 
we were really actually supposed to be together would you work it out you know i should remind you i'm just one fish there's an ocean full you could take your pick so if we're saying like maybe the goat or the the quest to be the best or all that right, right? and then hip-hop has all these choices and would they really come back and, and pick a little sluggy over here which that that idea right like just the way he singles out to be the one and then if we're talking about hip-hop it relates to like the goat the ultimate rapper right like that that is some for me that kind of shows like heavy self-belief like he really believes he he is this good and he and he can do these type of things to be there but it also shows that authentic like paranoia that authentic anxiety of like how like like but how the, do i achieve that how do i get you to self-awareness like that. that like he's clearly like not to say anything negative about like atmosphere but he's not really achieving double platinum status at this point. right absolutely so it's like understanding there's all these choices it's like how do i become sexy to you again you know which is very interesting and you know and if I'm just a band-aid, would it be considered bad taste if we should decide to let the ship set sail? If it could be the destination that's destined to fail, and if I was a poor choice, wouldn't I made noise? Would you hear me in your voice? Should we be concerned with the future of, or do you think we can turn this into some mutual love? And so he's still really like being pensive and, and breaking down his relationship with it, and like wondering all the possibilities, almost like he's really considering it, you know, and. I don't know, I think it's really cool the way he's managed to personify his relationship with hip-hop like that. Just to take that a step further, if we go into verse 2, uh, I like how he starts it off. If we if we was just acquaintances, would we still have this amazing sex? The answer is always no. But it's, it's <clears throat> cool, like, if I think about it, acquaintances, drops an album, will everybody receive it as amazingly as maybe they used to like we got to think about it right like let's take sex as just us reviewing the album some albums we kind of sit there at least for me i'm like dude holy shit this is like whoa this is crazy right so if you think of that it's like if i just kind of disappear for a couple of years and i come back and i drop an album will we still be able to fuck with each other but and i think it's more like if so like when I hear acquaintances, I picture it against like the deep fans keeping that deep love making yep, session yep. that you would expect. So people who have been with him forever is not necessarily who it is. He's kind of looking at it like if we didn't have that deep connection, if you just heard this album today and it just came out without the history, would it still pop the way it will because we have that connection? Like you want that certain thing from me. So it feels nice and comfy. We're super ethereal with it, you know? Mm. I mean, that's how I kind of took that side. No, that's, that's very interesting. Uh, should we try to wake up and make some pancakes? Should we kind of find a way to combine our campaigns? If this is just a friendship, how would it be any different? Should you be instigating my decision-making if it couldn't complement the experience you're chasing? And I guess this is looking at the compatibility and how can we coincide together because I have my dad rap life over here and y'all are doing your thing over there and how do they connect? How can we find each other in the middle? Anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. It just kind of ends with a couple more bars that are following in suit. And overall, I thought it was just another deep and interesting song, like this raw emotional confusion. Like, you really get the feeling he's talking about a person until you realize he's talking about his relationship with hip-hop again. And that effect just happens time and time again on this project, and it's really artistically well done. So I gave this a 4.5 because the beats also just fills it up, and everything's nice on this one. Just before moving on to the next song, I wanted to also quote another line. Should you still feel like you've got a case to prove, you could tell everybody I'm afraid 
creative you. Now, it's it's interesting to me to think like how he fears hip hop. I don't think he fears hip hop. Not not like not fear, but like intimidated. Like I, I took it like this, it's the opposite. Um, and if it's the same ideology, please step aside and let me take this fall. Should you feel like you've got a case to prove, you can tell everyone I'm afraid of you. So it's like if it doesn't work, it doesn't adapt. It's like you could just say whatever. Like blame me for it. Blame me for the failure. Okay. It's not going to be your fault, hip hop. But let me take my chance, okay? Okay. That's kind of more how I took that one. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's actually pretty cool. I gave it a 4.5 on five. Anyway, the next track is called Romance. We are definitely continuing on with the idea of romance. And it feels like at this point, the relationship's escalating a little bit in terms of it. Like he's decided to pursue this little affair with hip hop and uh, continue going with it. I'm just going to get my <coughs> point out of the way because I didn't actually understand this. Uh, for me, this was kind of like... <sighs> when i reviewed it by myself i didn't really have that hip-hop idea in mind for every song so for this i feel like this song is kind of just when he goes and this is for the romance it's the reason that you hold hands and even though there's no chance y'all wish that we could slow dance and this is for the romance kind of just feels like he's making a song about falling in love doing certain things that maybe relationships or couples would do just to have that romance feeling so then go through it from the point of trying to drop a hit album knowing that it's never going to work subconsciously now that, that that that's all i'm trying to say for me because I, I i actually don't have much to say about this song because i'm slightly confused about a lot of the breakdown so i gave it a four on five and i'm gonna i mean to me that's just it though like you take that notion of romance it looks like it's a, a relationship where everyone's going to go through the motions because you want to go through the motions so in a sense putting out an album trying to recapture that magic or whatever but you know there's no chance and then i like how it ends with i like what she had to say though kind of like flips it like even though it's pointless you know she mm -hmm. said we still haven't liberated mumia and the name of the strain was eureka she synced up the bluetooth to play Aaliyah. drank myself a drink tastes like puno sangria so it almost sounds like yeah but there's still a chance here mm -hmm. right there's still something going on Aaliyah's still kind of popping and then you know I, I think that's a weed bar <laughs> the name of the strain was eureka i don't really know but it kind of alludes to something else and i don't know what else it's alluding to but it kind of sounds like a vibe is being created they're gonna mm -hmm. spark one up have some good time um nice to meet you knock on wood i said i'm sorry my english is not so good she said it sounded like you're fishing for compassion i said you're dressed like an assassin i like that lines because it's it, that's that weird abstract shit that you're not getting from a lot of people so it's almost like he downplays himself and he he uses some self-deprecating comments like I'm, I'm sorry that my english is not so good which is a weird thing to say for a guy as grammatical as him but in a sense it doesn't necessarily match what hip-hop's current vernacular is right okay. like he ain't liddy he ain't getting up in here he ain't getting torn you know he's using proper english and, and grammar and i'm not trying to say that the ebonics of um urban hip-hop is not proper english and grammar but the literal when you hear proper english it's boring finicky english it doesn't mean good or bad it's just a literal definition um and then she said it sounds so it's ironic that through his proper english he's saying that my english is not so good and then she's like yeah it sounds like you don't want to adapt to the new vernacular Which, the new way it's supposed to be to me kind of sounds like a commentary still like but somebody who's that smart or like that that uh, uh has that ability with words 
is also feeling like, sorry, I don't talk proper English because you have a different dialect. But it's, it. it's more like I can't dumb it down to match right, what that. people want. So I'm sorry. But then he's like, you, you, you're dressed like an assassin. Like the way you put yourself out is really to clip me in a sense. And then brings up Trinity, who I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's kind of cool, though. It reminds me of Italy. And then goes this whole little fucking thing about a layover in Rome and he gets distracted and we never really left the airport or anything. Uh, and that kind of to me is like getting so close to this romantic ideal but never really getting there right mm. just on the cusp of it and if you look at atmosphere's career i would say that they got really close to popping in a mainstream kind of way but it was like just shy of it like i never met a mainstream fan that knew an atmosphere but i also don't know any underground fans from that era that don't know atmosphere so you know like they're in that tier mm -hmm. um and then, uh, you know, I'm trying to send faulty signals, went to the bathroom, climbed out the window, and it just kind of sounds like everything's a little sad now after this whole situation. So, like, the whole trying out this relationship maybe isn't going to work. He's just trying to be kind of pure with it. And it sounds so much like a person just almost begging us, the fan, to consider them again and, and you know, give them a reason to keep at it. Although I feel like they're they know they're really great it's just are they really able to fit in to this current landscape and but i also like how you like you can also kind of connect with it with your own experiences like it's not just like a like like when i listen to this i can also sit there and be like yeah this is like my like this is what what would happen maybe if i was on a date with somebody that started to go south like if i just met somebody online or whatever we were on a date and it just started to not whatever i might have to duck out or whatever like i like how i like that 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 relatability that comes with a lot of the music that we're getting which is what i like i think about this whole like dad rap movement where it's like wow like this shit happens to you this shit happens to me like how can i learn from it like i'm I'm really enjoying that type of side of things for this um comment I have. and then you get the second verse which it's like hey mama are your kids at school you and i should go find a swimming pool better if it comes with a hotel room that was checking before noon so it's almost like he's reconnecting with hip-hop who's now growing up and has its kids and whatnot and he's like hey remember the old days why don't we go find a cool hotel that'll let us have a little quickie before noon and bang it out you said something a little earlier right like kind of rekindling with his with having like trying to get his wife to you know about like having sex when he's not ready and she's not ready and whatnot it kind of seems like that's where it is like he's kind of looking at his wife like hey are the kids home you know do you want to kind of try to get it all like, oh, it could be about his wife but right like that's kind of how i looked I at it i feel like in my head in the story this tangent is him seducing hip-hop for the affair that he's I having see that. And so, you know, cops caught a bad tip and raided the rooftop was an interesting line because I think it's commenting on maybe how the police have or different situations have locked up key players and fucked some shit up in the game. Um, she opened up a roll of quarters into a tube socks. All the y'all are posers. Go and kick some moon rocks. Which is interesting. And, and because like, tube like, sock and like using it as a weapon, I'm assuming. And then, yeah, some old school shit. But now everyone's getting fucked up on moon rocks because even their weed is like yep. kind of like, I mean, moon rocks is, I think they're overpriced. That's all I can say about moon rocks. It is just not worth the money at any value level unless you're trying to get fucked up for the sake of it um it might be the joy that they're looking for it might be the boy you mistook me for i might float across the ocean on horseback just to get closer to your outdated format and i kind of like 
that like looking at again the landscape of it how he's so much closer to the past and everything else and he might be cool but he also might be more like the gecko from geico which is kind of i like the star wars line i might be the droid that they're looking for yeah it's it's really fun man and then it just kind of ends out and you're you're left with like the just feeling like things have advanced and uh then there's some french at the end and it sounds like describing the experience of like hearing a song in the movie and then when the end credits and i'm, I'm translating it in my head because nobody wrote it down uh so it sounded like at the end of the movie credits is playing and then that excitement when you realize what song it is and then you go hear the song for the first time and that's the most i got but it definitely had to do with movie credits and finishing a movie and hearing a song in the movie so yeah i guess it kind of has that romantic vibe of, like the movie ends and you kind of you know we're trying to recapture it all but i give it a 4.35 i'd say it's great but again it's like just a little bit out of my interest set in a couple like would i go back and listen to it moments um what'd you give it give it a four all right so the next one is called dearly beloved I feel like this one's cool too and, and follows a little bit farther along. Uh, the same kind of tones on this time. He brings some friends. Uh, now what's a player to do? People label me rude. I just want to be inside you like your favorite food. I really like that because it's a little bit rude to kind of go up to somebody today and tell them you want to smash. But uh, he does want to be inside them as in putting his penis in their vagina but the way that their favorite food goes in their belly which is also inside of them but i mean you can also kind of take it like his music and just yeah. resonating inside your brain and just like how you how it touches your soul mm. being inside of you like, even the people and the way he talks i could see how people think he's rude like he's right. just got an attitude and i i don't feel that way i feel like he's a real motherfucker mm-hmm. dearly beloved let's go crazy purple rain on your parade and let me kiss your paisley park you give me i don't even know what the fuck that means um, I would. I, I think it's a what is it? Prince sings Purple Rain. Right, but Paisley Park. I kind of think of it as like a little bushy bush. Anyway, you give me a condition of the heart. Let's pretend we're married just to rip it all apart. It's a love bazaar. Like do me, baby. Like you never done before. Who's that lady cab driver? My Uber says arriving soon. And I kind of like how that line works because like who's that lady could be like this hip hop again, but it could also be lady cab driver. Like holy shit, it's a lady cab driver. My Uber's coming. Like when the fuck does that happen that you actually get a girl Uber driver? Paisley Park is Prince's extraordinary private estate and production mm. complex. Fair enough. So that bar made sense. I'm not really that into Prince. I know, I know. You guys can get mad. Um, I'm at the Cherry and a Spoon under Cherry Moon from Alphabet Street to the Electric Avenue. So I like how it's all this older shit that he's referencing in these freaking bar-driven ways. And it's all kind of like, you know reflecting on the modern era so like mixing prince and uber you know mm-hmm. like old and new mm-hmm. i'm looking for the girl with the drag on tattoo i thought that was an interesting commentary on gender norms and stuff but also the girl with the dragon tattoo is a fucking great book it's a, it's a decent movie. i don't care about the movie i didn't even watch it i just read the books um i'm books yeah reading motherfucker and it's a sign at times but sometimes it snows in april which is another interesting point because climate change and shit really has kind of shifted shit up where it really snows in april like every fucking year in montreal i can tell you that much right let's play in the sunshine a contrast to that because when you have that sunshine take advantage of it i'm gonna take a sip and pass it to the cup Try mini apple pie I love the way he says that because it kind of sounds like Minneapolis. Yep. You can hear the doves cry. And I'm like, damn, this is like a really great fucking verse. Just the way it sounds and overall, it feels like 
if you consider where we're at with this romance relationship like it's maybe not the best thing but they're almost letting it burn down and embracing it at the same time then uh we have musab who i think is on ramsayers and i'm really not sure i've heard him before and then he's pretty dope give me proper hug let's dance and celebrate modern love we could shout and let it all out and i like that because it's a tears for fears bar so in the sense he's mentioning modern love and a tears for fears song kind of referencing that old and new shit coming in uh but what happened in the past is not what this is about so again pointing out that this is still about the present and how to move forward you come a long way and it's good to see but here's an sos just be good to me and I'll be good to you. Look what we can do. Some things like get together and cook some food. Eh, it's fine. Rest of the verse is okay. Does a different strokes kind of line, whatever. Uh, and then his voice is like super deep and cool. I like it. And then Muja Messiah comes in for the third verse. And he's a star like an alien on Mars. Thought I made it far until you came and raised the bar. Made me want to play guitar, but I got to play it off because I can't play a lick, but I play it off slick. And I kind of think he's taking some shots at Lil Wayne a little bit there. Mm-hmm and a couple others who went down that point but i like the point where i mean that whole thing just sounds like shots a little way from the aliens all of it um but it's the idea that like we we came and accomplished we did it all we got our numbers up and then as soon as we achieved success by what it used to be now this is success and i'm like fuck that's powerful you know so So, just so that um because i got really interested in the mini apple pie um from cbs minnesota uh best apple pie in minnesota apple pies have come to have a a versatile number of applications in the kitchen the state of minnesota enjoys a fine list of family-owned restaurants bakeries and special specialty places for feasting on delicious apple pie so i think it's like a thing for them which is why the bar maybe makes sense okay i was very interested in that and i think maybe some of the viewers might have been too anyway moving on and then uh yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot more to point out. I just think he's kind. Of, they're, they're con- I just think it's interesting how they do the old and new commentary thing. Like we're some old guys, we have these influences, and we're trying to understand how to fit it all into this world. And then there's more French. C'est la fin de fil, comment on en skill vont faire une chanson qui est encore jamais fait. Wait, this seems like the French from the other shit. I think the other one didn't have the French. I think this is the French one. Oh. Whatever. Uh, elle est vache et mou, elle attract et dès les premières notes de guitare, tu en reconnais les chansons, c'est pas de problème. Oh, it is. This is the French. I'm pretty sure it's on the other song, though. Anyway, it's here in the lyrics. Um, so I can actually Google Translate that for you because I'm not going to trust my fucking translation As skills. he's looking that up, I do want to just give my points about this song. It was, for me, it kind of felt like they were just each individually, the artists were praising just uh, the woman in their life or at least a specific woman. Um, the way that, like, uh, Slug kind of came in and wanted to, uh, you know, be with you and be there. Um, and then Musab for me kind of came in and was like, uh, nah, give me a proper hug. Let's dance and celebrate modern love. We could shout and let it all out. But what happened in the past is not what it is about. Like, it kind of feels like he's trying to rekindle and trying to forget whatever negative fight or experience may have happened with this so-and-so person. But when I think about it, I also kind of guess that this is about maybe their relationship with hip hop as well, how they like maybe had their ups and downs, maybe some career falls, some career rises, and they're just trying to keep moving forward and not give up, which is really, really cool. Um, I like the way uh, Musab went, you're breaking, baby, you look, you're breaking, baby, you look confused. I'm breaking too, electric boogaloo. I just like the way he said it. The first time I heard it, it was just like, (laughs) that was, that was funny. Like just 
the way he said Boogaloo was just fun and it was really on point. Um, and then Muja Messiah uh, did really well as did really well too. Um, I like how he went, baby, I'm a star like an alien on Mars. Thought it made it far till you came and raised the bar. Made me want to play guitar, but I got to play it off because I can't play a lick, but I'll play it off slick. So for me, I kind of feel like he's expressing that he wants to eat her out, but he doesn't really know how to, but he's got to play it off like he knows to to make her happy in terms of like making her play the guitar and all this stuff. So... I really did enjoy uh, this song overall. I thought it was really cool. They all kind of stand up a, a nice next to each other. And now I'm going to figure out what the interlude was. Oh, yeah. I was completely wrong. Keep in mind, I speak French pretty well conversationally, but this was some faded-ass French in, the, in a song. You know the end of the, the movie, how they announce they are going to make a song they've never done before, and they explain that it is the thread of your whatever the song will tell you all? This is Google Translate. Uh, she's really moved. She attracts on the first guitar notes, and you recognize the song. It's no problem. And you see that it's to say that discovers that this song for the first time, and at the same time testifies to the mythical artist that press becomes on stage because my discomfort at the feeling of being here as a chicken villain so, yeah i don't know that's the google translate of it um i got the feeling it's like you know like when you're looking at um the song is trying to be created it's supposed to be this most amazing new thing and you finally hear it and it turns out to just be complete bullshit mm-hmm. i think that's kind of what the commentary is um anyway that's the end of part one Woo! part one's over because we're halfway through the album and we're gonna go record part two and whatnot so uh we'll catch you back real soon i don't remember if i gave my grade on this so in case i didn't it's a 4.5 because this one's pretty fire it's 4. pretty good 2. Um, and then, yeah, so we look forward to hearing what you have to say in the comments, whether you feel in this dad rap, uh, what you, if we, if you like our theories on this, if you think we're completely wrong, let us know what the truth is. And we look forward to seeing what you have to think there. So special thanks to the patrons. This is Milka Dempsey, Chris Brown, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, Coney Sparse, and Scribble. The support we do help us get a new camera, help us get on the Spotify. I'm working on a Squarespace stuff now. You know, I actually started processing orders with them and shit. So the behind that suit domain should be there in a day or so. I digress. Um, so nice. they're really dope, and they get to tell us what albums they want to see us review. So if you want to get a request done quickly from us, Patreon is the best way. Otherwise, it goes on the list, and it takes as long as it takes. Um, so yeah, they're amazing. They give us a lot of spirits. They, um, they're like the people that are the love interest of our atmosphere story. I hope that was not taken poorly by them. Anyway, they're all dope. I think I forgot to say like and subscribe. You know how it is to be on YouTube. We make music. That shit's on this channel. You can look up Holden Stefan Roy, The Alternative Grind. And then you can look up the song Hurricane and hear Chris Crumb's awesome verse. Let us know what you think. On that note, live long and prosper.